Is your business stuck in one spot struggling to grow? Our eight-week ProFit Business Accelerator at winninggym.com slash grow has your back. Sign up now for easy wins, no more struggle, just straight growth. You've got this. Now let's head on back to the show. listening to the Built to Grow podcast, delivering the knowledge in all things fitness business. We help gym owners win. Here are your hosts, Tim Lyons and Randy Angston. All right, welcome back to the Built to Grow podcast. I'm your host, Tim Lyons, joined in studio today, as always, by Randy Angston. Good day, fella. And we have a special guest today. Dan Waymura. There it is. You did it. The CEO <laughs> and founder of Push Press, all the way in from Vegas, baby. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. It's going to be a fun one. Yep, it's going to be great. He's in town for the Waste Management Phoenix Open. He's uh, about to have his mind blown by the, the chaos and the party, which is yeah. only one mile from here, by the way. It's one mile away. All right. We can jog over there. Oh, Yogging. for time. Yogging. Yeah, we get five room, five fingers on. We'll go jogging then, then, barefoot. <laughs> then we won't feel guilty for whatever happens there, right? Like we did the exercise first. Yes, yes. So, hey, so Dan, thanks for joining us today. We've been we've been kind of going back and forth on, uh, I think we have a mutual friend, Scott Carpenter, mm-hmm. who uh, who was kind of in the middle of it, but I, I just reached out to you because mm-hmm. I saw you like one of my things or whatever. Uh, so Push Press, Push Press is a, a, tell us about Push Press and then kind of give us how you got to this point today. Yeah, so... All right, um, time's up. That's it. <laughs> yeah, so there it is. <laughs> Go ahead. No, I, I mean, I opened a gym in 2010, 2009, 2010, and I'm, I came from the software industry. I was an engineer, nice. kind of got burned out sitting at a desk typing. And the first thing I did was wanted to use software for the gym, kind of looked around with what was available, and wasn't really pleased with what I saw, mm-hmm. decided to kind of build my own. And uh, I mean, that's kind of the genesis of it. Like, it, we built it out of the gym. We started like just organically being in the gym community. I joined a bunch of Facebook groups, whatnot, helped people with their tech. And then, you know, people started asking me like, what are you using for your software? It looks different. Oh, I just built my own. They wanted to use it. Nice. And, and you, you understand the software game. You built some stuff here. It's like mm-hmm. people just organically are kind of like, Hey, what is that? I want to use exactly. it. And then it just kind of, you're like, Oh, well let's let other people use it then. And that's so did you have a game plan of creating the big company out of it? Or was it just to solve your own problem? Uh, Day zero, it was to solve my own problem. Yeah, yeah. Pretty quickly, I was like, okay, there's obviously an opportunity here. Mm-hmm. And so when I, when I opened my second gym, I'm like, we're going to build the whole thing around eating our own dog food on this software. Nice. And then, and then figuring out like what customers of gyms, like how the customers work, everything works, and then built it into the, the system from there. So what would you say like is the one thing that Push Press does the best? Like we kick ass in this by doing, you know, any, any gym that uh, works with us, they get this and they, that's why they stay. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot that, that we really focus on being the best at in, in the end, it's going, it's absolutely going to be the product. Like the product we're building is going to be light years ahead of what's being built. We can dive into that if you want, but there's so much stuff that there's so much opportunity in the software space for gyms, Sure. but being a gym owner myself and being on the other end of the coin to me, like I told them, I told our team from day employee one, it's all about customer service. Right. So it's like if you have a problem and someone messages in, I don't want someone waiting two days oh, to get a reply. That's clutch because I know the ones that we used are still using. Yeah. There's nobody answering the phone. Yeah. And so we've hired gym owners out of the push press client family okay. to come in who are customer obsessed. And it's like I tell them like every every year it's like we trim it down. 
10, minimum 10 or maximum 10 minutes. No, no one can wait more than 10 minutes, eight minutes, five minutes right now okay. we're at five minutes. So it's like, nice. Um, you know, can they answer everybody under five minutes? No, but it's like, that's the gold standard. Like if someone messages in, they should get a thoughtful response from someone who understands the software, understands the gym industry and talks the language you talk within five minutes. Mm, Which you know? yeah. Talks the language you talk is yeah. huge. Because, yeah, you said you hired some people from their own gyms to, to be on the our, team. Our whole front-end team, sales teams, customer support team, onboarding team, everyone who's on the onboarding team is at the least a coach in a gym. Yeah. But most of them have owned a gym or own a gym so right the, now. The, the point is they all lift. <laughs> Did you see that <laughs> meme? Did you see that meme? The, there was a, there was a, this is great. We're going off topic already. <laughs> We're, this is going to be a good one. Uh, there was this dog shaking his head like this. And then on the side, it was this, this boss was yelling it. He says, um, I'm not legally obligated to listen to my CEO because he doesn't lift. <laughs> You're not legally obligated. To, so it's, it's illegal. I'm, I'm going to find that meme and make sure people, because I lift. I, I have it. I, I have it. I have it. So, so great. So, I mean, being in the fitness industries for 15 years now, um, you know, we, we've kind of dabbled in uh, ABC Financial, ASF, Mind Body, you know, even Wellness Living kind of was is around a little bit. Can't say that I know much about push press, uh, almost because like I'm not in CrossFit, right? Even your name, push press, very appealing to, you know, the CrossFit community, which, hey man, pick a niche and run hard in yep. that. Yep. Um, but that doesn't mean your, your software couldn't work for us. I just never even looked at it. Right. Mm -hmm. So, um, you, you know, semi-private training is really where we live. And a lot of the gyms that we work with are either already there or switching that way. That's what we see is the, you know, the, the hybrid, I guess, successful, most successful potential gym. What are you seeing on your end? Like, um, you, 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 you have probably some semi-private gyms over there. You got definitely have CrossFit over there, class-based stuff. Do you see a trend of a style of gym that's starting to pop up more and more? Yeah. So, I mean, in general, push press is super customer obsessed. We listen to our customers. We want to build in the direction the customer is going. And I'll tell you right now, everything our product team is focused on is on hybrid because even in the CrossFit space, it's everyone's starting to figure out like personal attention, yeah. individual design, you know, like getting customer success in a outside of a group setting sure. is where the value is right? let's, let's define hybrid what does that mean hybrid would be in the in the crossfit world the way they're building hybrid is group classes is probably the selling point yeah but you also get four pt sessions with it okay okay, okay. So, so it's not not exactly what you guys are doing here where it's where it's a semi-private like all, i, I love like watching your model i love what you guys are i love what you guys are doing i think it's super smart but crossfit's is inching that way where it's like you have a monthly unlimited membership and four pts for a set price. Okay. Right? So they're, they're layering private training yep. that they're doing one-on-one yep. -on -one in like 30 minute or 60. doesn't probably matter. generally 60. Probably. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, so even CrossFit's moving into more hands-on, I guess, custom, like individualized, individualized yeah. programming. Yeah. Just good. Just yeah, great. I think, well, I, I mean, looking at the market, that's been the one big missing link in that side of it. Yeah. Yeah. You throw in people with these complex movements and like, I mean, it's easy for somebody that doesn't run a CrossFit to talk trash about it, but like, I'm sure there's some amazing, uh, you know, breakthroughs that happen with clients in, in that model. Absolutely. There wouldn't be so many of them, right? They've been around for freaking ever. So, all right, off of that on to data. Cause that's where I'm, I'm really excited to talk to Dan about because you, you have a insight to large amount of data. Mm -hmm. We're talking, 
uh, churn numbers and revenue and uh, revenue per member, how many signups, maybe even lead flow. I don't know if you, if your system takes in lead flow, mm -hmm. uh, conversion rates. You mm -hmm. probably have all that data. We do. In fact, it's the the problem with data is there's so much of it. You have to real be really careful and really well defined when you approach it. And to be completely honest, like I'm calling 2024 our year of data. We've been around for thir 11 years. Sure. And this is the first year we've kind of earned the ability to, like I've hired a head of data. We have yeah. da data scientists now working on the team. And it's like, it, you would think it's so easy to just figure out the data, but definitions matter. Like how, how you cohort people matter. There's so many sure. really complex things where like sometimes I see data thrown around and I'm like, I don't feel like that has been really vetted. Vetted or yeah. Yeah. You I, know, I know what you mean. But um, so, so anyways, all that to say, it's data is a very difficult thing and a very expensive thing, honestly, to solve. And this is the year I'm, I'm so, am I allowed to swear on this? Absolutely. <laughs> I figure this is a gym fucking podcast. Right? <laughs> so I'm so fucking excited because this year is like by the end, by the mid to the end of the year, like all the data is gonna be flowing. Nice. Like we're instrumenting it now, we're defining the data and we will have a much better and clear picture that we can tell people. Um, and, and I'm saying that because like any thing you ask me right now, I'm not gonna be able to tell you precisely lead flow is this funnel looks like this blah, blah, and blah. plus I kind of sprung it on you. Yeah, yeah. So I don't, you didn't really bring a lot of data, but I know that you have some of this mem memorized, at yep. least uh, some anecdotal stuff, mm -hmm. which I definitely want to get into because you know, like even your anecdotal stuff is going to be very relevant too. So, right. so when you say we, we, we've hired a data scientist and we're going to have really clear data, is that data globally or is that for your own push press team? Or is that like the individual gym's going to know exactly every client's bet? Like that does, yeah. So it's all going to go in that direction. So okay. eventually like a gym should be able to know what I'm doing, what my trends have been, how mm -hmm. I stack rank against the best people in the industry. People Ooh, who are going to that's huge. That's right? okay. So you should be able to say like, Hey, I'm a semi-private gym in the Scottsdale area. I need, I want to compare myself against other semi-private gyms or other gyms in a Metro of a million people or, uh, you know what I mean? Like you should be able to come, you don't want to compare yourself against a New York studio. doesn't make sense. Right. So sure. yeah. Like being able to slice data, cohort things, look at things from different angles, like uh, all of that stuff is coming. I think if you're going that direction, it's going to be really a big hit If because gym owners are very competitive. Oh God. So like if you had a ranking of being able to like globally say, hey, this is the highest producing gym in our network yep. or whatever. Yep. Attention gym owners. Are you ready to take your business to the next level? Join our exclusive Facebook group, Profit Accelerator, and unlock the potential to scale your gym to $30,000 a month and beyond. In the Profit Accelerator group, we're going to focus solely on helping gym owners just like you win. We offer regular training sessions and share our best proven strategies to boost your business. Join us now by searching for Profit Accelerator on Facebook. Be part of a community that's all about success and growth, the Profit Accelerator, where gym owners thrive. All right, now let's get back to the show. So my thesis here is... Gym, just gym owners are so fucking competitive yes. that we can just say like, uh, you are a, a silver level gym. Yep. If you want to become gold, here's the levels you have to hit. Here's the minimum standard to be gold. And this whole industry is going to just go straight up because every, because once you tell them what they have to do and how to get there, they'll just do it. There you but go. Everyone's, everyone right now doesn't know what a gold, gold standard means. You know what I mean? You, that, that alone may be as instrumental as any other thing, because then they'll find solutions to their problems. Yeah. Like, Hey, we can't seem to, you know, yeah. get above this number of members yeah. or our turns keeps keeping us from getting there. How do I fix it? Let me go find a coach yeah, to yeah. help me with that. Like, like right now it's like, uh, I don't know, pick a number, a, a 
two two twenty five bench press is like something people shoot for, and mm-hmm. they shoot they go for it. Like there's, sure. I want to get eight reps at two twenty five, whatever. But there's not that in the gym industry. Like I need to get my churn to three percent and my MRR at you know thirty three thousand in order to become this level of a gym. Yeah. I'm gonna I'll figure out how to do it, and then then they have a very precise pain point that they're solving towards, right? That's As genius. opposed to yeah. That's yeah. genius. Do you right now? I mean, we've obviously we have a line in the sand between our coaching program and our mastermind, and that's based off of what we've seen working with gyms over the last you know how many years. Do you have initial layers right now that you say, okay, this is where a lot of the gyms are ending up. This is like the median. Like, yeah, yeah. What, what do you what do you know to be true as it is today? Our numbers are are will be skewed because we have a free tier on push press, okay. and that that automatically like brings. I have three members coming to my garage that just need to pay me some money, right? So our numbers are skewed. Yeah. I would say for the gyms that are commercial gyms, mm-hmm. I the, like these numbers like fifteen to eighteen thousand dollars a month are being thrown around. I would corroborate that. Like if the it's depressingly low. Okay. Compared to like their rent is probably eight thousand and they're making sixteen. Right. Yeah. That's like yeah. like gotcha. the, the 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 I wouldn't say joke, but like the thing I I, I say to a lot of people is if you if you don't focus on running a better gym, you're literally like one car accident or one baby that you didn't plan for away from closing. Yeah, you that's know? tough. And, and look, man, it pains me because if you look at ProFit and our, what we stand on, we, we help gym owners win. Like that's our motto, right? And, and it's the owner, not not the gym. Mm-hmm. Right? And so like that, that pains me. Yeah, they, they, <laughs> they are one check away or one bad month away from going out of business or even going bankrupt. Yep. And we've seen it. It's unfortunate. Yeah. And that, and, and ultimately like from our angle and I'm sure from your angle, like that's what we got to solve because these people are doing their life's work in, in something that fucking matters, right? Yes. Like yep. every single human being in every community needs fitness. I, I will go to my grave saying that yep. agreed. There should be 10 times more gyms that they are and they all should be making 10 times mm-hmm. more money. Correct. So it's like these, the magnitude, or, or if you want to look at it from the other way, the amount of um, low hanging fruit that we have to solve is so, so much like we can we can really raise the tides here if we just put some work into this and that that's kind of like where, where we're all going how right? many are you allowed to share how many like gyms are on subscription with you like how many do you serve 3200 ish 3200 yeah. so that's that's substantial, substantial. that's oh, very yeah. substantial so you got th- over 3000 gyms you're working with and, and if you can get that i mean get the data to where they, they can make real decisions a lot of it you know even in what i use which is mbo where i like we, that data is hard as hell to figure out yeah. in fact there's identical reports next to each other that have different numbers on like how is that even possible <laughs> yeah. it, it's this is what i'm saying my data is hard because depending how you define it right like this one's taking their annualizing uh, uh, you know the monthly of an mm-hmm. annual payment and this one's taking out tax or something and then all of a sudden the numbers look wrong oh and yeah. nothing's trustworthy right correct the other thing too is like I could put reports all day in front of you. Actually, you'll get them, I'm sure. Yeah. I, I don't. I haven't known you too long, but I know you'll get them. <laughs> but average person, you put a report. Uh, this is the analogy I make. Yeah. I, I don't. I never followed football. I hadn't followed football for a decade. I joined fantasy football uh, with my push press team because oh. they were like talking shit, and I'm like, I'll bet you I'm gonna. <laughs> I like this. I'm gonna try to win. You know, we're all competitive, oh, right? Yeah. By the way, I won. I got first place. Oh, nice. my my team was called dartboard because I was just like, I'm gonna throw darts at, at, and just pick that way, <laughs> and, I, awesome. and I still won. But you know how I won. And I didn't know this before. It's like I would get an email from the NFL or ESPN or whoever the hell we were playing through every week. And it was like, oh, this running back is lined up mm-hmm. against this defense. And this defense is notoriously bad when the inside, you know, oh, okay. when, when, the, the, when the they have a tight condition. end who can block. <laughs> yeah. Right. And it gave me all this information. I was like, if they put this in front of me in charts and numbers and grids, no, there's no fucking way I could have handled that. But sure. they just told me in plain English, 
this quarter, you know, this quarterback has statistically done good against that cornerback, you know, and it's like, yeah. how do you get that data, right? Like right. they figured out. So NFL's had this data forever. They've had the money to do it. This is where data has to go. Yeah, like sure. <clears throat> screw giving you a report. I just want to tell you in a paragraph, like, hey, ah, Jane, pretty important. Yeah. You know, Jane, Jane comes three times a week and all of a sudden she's coming one time a week. And, you know, it looks like from social media activity, she's doing this or, you know, whatever you can co cobble together and put in a paragraph to somebody. Wow. It's going to be way better. Right. And this is where AI comes in. Right. Sure. Like the AI can actually turn the data into something to a any, story. Any into coach a story. can just lay in yes, terms exactly. over here. Yeah. And I love that too because we we've talked we talk about data all the time. I mean, it's a thing for us, right? That's what we measure, that's what we make decisions off of quite often. But interpreting the data is one thing and then putting it back into the business, mm -hmm. right? Is one thing. The reports again, even at that, just because they're there doesn't mean doesn't mean that you're doing something with it. And to your mission, being able to take those and then say, "Hey, here's here's the, you know, the, let's just say five different KPIs that we're measuring." we're putting these in front of you. This is the one you need to go focus on to get to that next level. That's going to be invaluable. Yeah. Focus is important. And, and here's what challenge you guys probably face is if you guys are working with some clients are on mind body, some clients are on wellness living, some clients are on whatever other ABC. Yeah. And then all three of them have different definitions <coughs> for what MRR means. Right. Yeah. And then you're like, Hey, give me your MRR. And it's like, you could be looking at all kinds of different things, but you, you guys can't tell if it's not different. You yeah, know what I mean? That's true. That, so that to me, that's the number one flaw with a lot of these like industry reports and stuff. It's just like they ask a whole bunch of people for data. All the data comes in from different places. Is it validated? Is it defined? You know, all this stuff they is, need a matters. Data, they need a data scientist that's getting the data to be able to validate. That Man, data. let me tell you, like when I work with my data guy, sometimes I'm like, hey, give me the MR. Well, does this mean? Yes. And, and it's like a million <laughs> questions. I'm like, dude, bro, just give me the MR. And he's, and he's like, it doesn't count unless it's defined. So let's define it. And Good. it's like two hour meeting of defining exactly what this means. That's perfect. Yeah. I love, I'm, I'm probably could hang out with that guy. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, I'm, absolutely. I'm, nerd out in some numbers. But, all but then decisions have to be made around that, right? So we found this and it's trending down. How do we fix that and make it go up again? Yeah. And, and, and so that, that's the analysis part, right? And the analysis is where honestly, no gym owner should be good at. Like if you're good at data analysis, you should be in data. Is <laughs> there more money over there? <laughs> Quite a bit, <clears throat> you know, but I would not expect any gym owner to be able to look at a graph or a chart or anything and be able to just like look like an investor can look at that and be like they can you know all the matrix goes on and they're like oh shit this is what's happening but yeah. rain man moment yeah there's no <laughs> way a gym owner should be able to do that you know so like giving them a report doesn't really help in my opinion yeah well, so I, but we are at this inflection where ai and like some of this new new data data um tech sure will start to be able to turn this into actionable stuff oh i love this um you you mentioned a a retention number on visits. Uh, you have a graph because you because you're speaking at a couple of our, our mutual friends' events, and you know I said this is the number I heard, and only and, and actually that's anecdotal as well because once we see that number, right, our number is hey we got to keep our clients coming more than eight times mm -hmm. a month, and you validated that. What did what did you say? Um, yeah, so we have a we have a churn curve which is basically goes from zero to thirty how many times a month a person comes and what likelihood they're going to churn in the next month based on going back through, you know, 10 years of historical data. Wow. Okay. And so it's just, it's, it's, it's exactly what you would expect. If they come zero times, it's like 22%. If they come one time, it's like 18% and it goes down. And the exact inflection point that I circle are eight and 12. Okay. Right. Eight gets you at about 5% churn and 12 gets you to between two, two and a half to 3% churn. 
right? Nice. And then from there, it kind of flattens out. Like if someone comes 20 times, there's still two, two point something percent. It so, doesn't change anything really. Just no, no uh, dramatic difference yeah. between 12 plus. Yeah, the big slope is from eight to 12. Right? You know what I love too is you said the next month. Yeah, <clears throat> which is huge because you know what I mean? It's not the next six months. It's not like, you know, it's not like one, you know, maybe one off month or something like that. It's, hey, they, they fa- you failed to get them through the door. They're one foot out the door already. Yes. Yep. And, and this is a rolling 30. It's got to be a rolling 30 because you won't, if it starts on the first of the month to the end of the month, you're screwed. So it's got to be rolling 30. Like if I'm going to take a snapshot in time of anybody that's in danger right now, it's the past 30 days, no matter what day of the month it is. Yeah, well, the way our data slice is calendar month. So okay. it's like if they came that many time in that calendar month, then what percentage, how, how many of them quit the next month? Okay. Right. So maybe just throwing this out there for data guy, if you had a, a list of at, at risk members over here, and that was based on not calendar, but a rolling 30. So right. anytime I log in, it, it's just moving it every day, right? It just changes the start date. Mm-hmm. Um, Hey, this person's looking like they're falling off. There was a company called uh, Ikismet. Mm-hmm. Uh, we used them as a plugin into our mind body software, and they were able to kind of extract a lot of stuff, give me graphs and stuff. And, and, and again, I looked at it daily. They, they were bought out by um, <clears throat> Club Solutions or, or Club, Club Ready. Ready. And so they stopped servicing mind body clients. Fun. Yeah, so they just like, <laughs> they're your competitor. So they just basically wiped our membership out. So now I don't have that data anymore. Uh, so Zach, you know, you met Zach out in the other room. We created a dashboard and we kind of have even better. I think I have better um, data now for oh, us. Should uh, bring it to the market. <laughs> nah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know even know how he did it. Like he's got these, um, I mean, it's all built in Google Sheets, but it's, uh, it's like uh, these graphs, like they're called something. I don't know. Anyways, you can click on it and then it brings up a little square and there's all these drop down menus and stuff over here. And then it's so cool. <laughs> Is it the triangle like cohort chart? Oh, I don't know, man. Uh-huh. <laughs> See, I hire people that are a lot smarter than me. Yeah, yeah. That's how smart you are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you too, man. You're bringing the data scientist in. All right. So, um, you know, we've got, you got this, this, data, right? You've got all this stuff. Um, where do you see push press going? Like, where are you trying to attack right now? I think, I think if I'm, I'm correct is semi-private gyms. Yeah. We are working our way towards semi-private. The way I look at it is like you said, CrossFit was our beachhead because I owned a couple CrossFit gyms and everyone I met was in that space, Mm -hmm. but fitness is so much bigger. And we were joking around before, like we have a free version. And when we opened that up, we, we started to see the long tail of fitness, which is like, everyone thinks like, Oh, fitness is like, you know, Orange Theory and boot camps and CrossFit and private training gyms and blah, blah. And then it's like, we have mermaid swim schools. We have historical fencing societies. We have gun ranges. We have golf simulators. We're going to get a hobby horse one soon, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're coming. A trampoline fitness line. Tra- t- uh, we probably <laughs> have trampoline <clears throat> stuff. Yeah, like there's just so much of it. Um, and, and my philosophy is like, we have to earn the right to work with other other niches yep. because every niche is like to them, it's like in your world, it's super important what you do and, and how you guys have crafted it is super important. And if like, we just come barging in and just like try and do our thing, it doesn't, it doesn't make sense and it doesn't land. You know what I mean? Well, th- that happened with ASF. They, they came to me and we're like so excited <laughs> about their scheduler and they, they came to, you know, we, we switched off of mind body, went to ASF because they sold me on this vision and they fell flat on their ass. And so we had to switch back and, 
they admitted later, hey, we jumped the gun. They just didn't serve our model yeah. at all. Yeah. They're great at big box, but not in our model. Yeah. One of the things I was on your guys' website before, um, just getting to know a little bit more of the features and benefits and things like that, and there was a testimonial that somebody, a one-liner that was, to me, was awesome because it speaks to who you serve. And it was all of the inform- all of the things that you need as a gym owner, none that a hairdresser does. And to uh, me, it was like, that was great. I mean, because to, for me, if I'm, if I'm shopping and I'm a gym owner, I, yes, you can go get in some of these things that are massive global organizations, but how much is that relevant to the business I do every day? Yeah. And, and so that's the challenge of our industry because uh, all gyms basically need kind of the same core stuff. Yeah. Scheduling communications, membership management, payment, billment, billing, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But then like, I mean, shoot, you guys built your own software to solve the, the little yeah. pain, the little pain point that. It makes your secret sauce what it is. Mm-hmm. CrossFit has its own. MMA has its own. Jiu-Jitsu has its own. Blah, 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 right? right. Hobby Horse has their <laughs> own, right? Like, you got to sign somebody to the They're stick. Coming. I want to know the data on Hobby Horse. <laughs> <laughs> Turn rate on Hobby Horse. Um, but but so, so the complexity of building the software, and this is where push press, this is where the idea of kind of like what we were doing is, you, you, you have players who are monolithic, like they've built everything for everyone, as much as including hairdressers mm-hmm. and... The, the reality where they miss is we as small business owners don't have time for everything. Like it's so confusing, so hard to use, so hard to understand. And, and the common thing I hear from people is when they, against the big ones is like, I don't, I don't use 95% of the stuff. And what they don't realize is 95% of the stuff isn't even made for them, but they sure. feel like I'm getting ripped off because I don't use it. Oh, right. I can That's see the that. feeling. And it's a subscription. That. They're probably paying for, you're paying for hundred percent of the features yep. regardless of your usage. Mm. And, and then on the other end of the spectrum, you have like uh, rock climbing is a good one. So, you know, it's like someone built a, r- a really precision rock climbing gym. One probably works really, really good for rock climbing, but the market's so small, they can't invest enough money to build the core stuff really good. Makes sense. You know, so it's like, there's this Goldilocks problem where it's like either too big or too small where we sit is we're trying to build the core stuff really good. And then, you know, you can layer in like the data is part of the core AI stuff will eventually be part of the core. Like these things, every gym needs. And then we're building an app store, which is like, okay, cool. You want to do belt tracking. Cause you're an MMA gym, turn on the belt tracking app. Yep. It only now only that stuff will show up. Cause you know, you've turned it on and it's an, it's like your iPhone, right? Like you, you customize it the way you want to go. Correct. Smart. Right. And I think that's kind of the future of software in general is it's got to be flexible. It's got to be Swiss Army Knife enough to not be confusing, but also give you everything you need. Very cool. Yeah. So let's bring up a sore subject. How about mm. that? <laughs> Want to bring up source? No, not, nothing about Swiss Army Knives. <laughs> What's the sore subject? 3.5% credit card processing fees. Mm. How do you feel about uh, pushing those onto the consumer? Oh, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let, let me preface this. Uh, we did talk about this just before the show and this is hot topic right now. Yeah. I mean, honestly, and the idea is the gyms out there and, and you're seeing it too, well, this is actually a chatter as of yesterday in my iron circle that the gym owners are looking to push the 3.5% processing fee onto the consumer so that, you know, it becomes a, a, you know, a net zero expense on their books. Uh, they give them an option to go ACH for zero and let the consumer decide. And how do you feel about that? I, I mean, first I'll say I, I get it. Like I, I get why gym owners want to do it. And this is, I mean, from my perspective, this is what it is. Like I go to the coffee shop, they add 3% to my coffee cause I'm using a credit card. I go to, you know, like I go to all these places, I pay for my damn DMV and the DMV is charging me Yeah. Like they're doing this now. Right. And so I get as a, as a gym owner, you're like, well, why can't we do this too? What I hate is eventually everyone's going to get fatigued by this. 
and it's not customer friendly. Mm-hmm. And everything that I believe in the way I built my business is customer obsession, customer first, customer value. Okay. Right. And this is, this is basically just passing my problem to the customer. Correct. Yeah. So it, in, if I have 200 customers, I'm creating 200 additional pricks on people, not one to, you know, one Little per person slices. per month, yeah. one per person per month. Right. So every time you're charged, you got to see this fee that you're paying that's extra. Personally, I would rather make my gym a little bit better and raise rates by 5%, yep. you know, and absorb it. And yeah, like yeah. in a different way. Yeah. Then you can have an, the, what, what I feel like is happening is gym owners don't want to be the bad guy. Mm-hmm. Don't want to say like, Hey, we have to raise rates and they don't understand how to have that conversation. Maybe they haven't built the value in. And so they're going to be like, Hey man, it's credit card company. Uh, you know, like not they're my, the bad not my guy. deal. Yeah. They're, they're the, the bad guy. guy. And I get it. It's the easy answer. But I mean, if I was to run a gym, I would say like, nope, this gym is fucking amazing. We built the best gym in the experience. We're here for you. My coaches need raises because they are great coaches and you know, whatever, whatever the the value prop is. And we're, we're going up 5%, 10%, whatever it is. If you don't like it, you know, there's another gym down the street, you know? And and what I found is if you take that attitude, people are like, nope, I want to be at this gym because it's the best. Sure. And who you actually will filter out are those kind of like the, the client's, that you kind of don't want anyways. You know, it's like the, the people that complain the most. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Those that are weighing 3% passed on to them as the problem because they see it, right? Yeah. We talk about it a lot, right? And it's quite often we're faced in business, you're faced with decisions you don't want to have to make, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, coming out of of, uh, the pandemic, right? Cost of doing business went up, skyrocketed. But how do we as a business owner pass that on to the consumer so that we're not taking a 30% hit in revenue at the end of the year. Everything has to be painted in the benefit of the client, right? Mm-hmm. And you can have that conversation. And I agree. I like the way that you went about it as opposed to just passing the buck and making somebody else a bad guy. Because at the end of the day, there is other things, right? It, like you said, I'd rather raise by 5%. Okay, well, 3% transaction fees. The other 2% goes to my salaries or goes to maintenance on the yeah. equipment, goes to some other benefit that the, the client's going to see, feel, and experience and now it's a, it's a win, even though yeah. it started as a loss. I mean, here's how you can phrase it is, um, I like playing long-term games and passing the fee is a short-term game. It's a short-term solution because next year your prices are gonna go up again. And then what are you gonna do? You can't raise the passive fee, you know what I mean? Like you've gotta, you've gotta learn how to build the muscle to build value, have that, com- that conversation with customers and raise your rates. Bottom line, you know, end of line, or else you're toast as a gym owner five years from now, eventually, you know, it's going to catch up. Yeah. That was the argument in, in yeah. IC because we had half, it was split, right? Some people are like, oh my God, I like that idea. And the other one's like, I hate that idea. And here's why, you know, so it's the same thing. I've, I've always just assumed that's my problem as the owner. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's cost, not cost the, of doing business. I, I, that's exactly the words I use guys. This is a cost of doing business. We get the right to take Amex and what all of these things are. And yeah, we, we, we don't get all, all of the money in, but you know what, we're going to, our rates are going to be high enough to that. That's going to be negligible anyway. So that's, that's a tough one. And well, then, yeah, go ahead. Well, they, I, just to speak to that, I think that's actually a good um, connection between the customer experience and overanalyzing data and, or her data could almost hurt you in a way, right? If you're just using the math as the only thing that you're considering and you're just like, oh, well, it's a it's simple answer here. Just pass it on. And you're not looking at the effects of what that, that transaction Consumer is doing. Because consumers going to be pissed. Exactly. So here's the thing. When you were saying that is like, you know, the coffee shop and the DMV and all these people, I'm, the, the thing that got came to my mind was Amazon. Amazon is the free shipping thing. But before there was all these other companies that charge for shipping. Mm-hmm. 
they were the ones that gave it to you for free. So freaking they blew up, right? And obviously, I fucking love it. I've studied Amazon. I okay, could talk, I, we could do a whole podcast on that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, so Amazon's whole model is about lowering prices. Sure. Mm-hmm. Right. Like create enough value where the network effects kick in, and you can lower price. So this can't happen in a gym because we don't have big enough yeah. businesses. But the way I see it is the other way around. Like you have to be so laser focused on increasing value every month or every year so that you can always go like as long as the value to price ratio is three, you know, like if I feel like I'm, I'm getting $600 worth of the value and I'm, you're charging me 200. It's cool. Yeah. All you day know? you're staying. Yeah. So you just have to like kind of prove to them why you're getting $600 worth of the, like three X value, right? That's kind of okay. the minimum. You, people 3X. will always pay three X what they feel they're getting comfortably, okay. you know, easily. And I mean, look at, there's a, the other end of the spectrum too, right now, a company like prime, they're like, or, you know, Amazon's prime service. Now they're adding sub, um, advertisements unless you pay more. So in, in a way that they're actually passing the buck, but they're making it known. And I guarantee people, you, most people are going to move to the, the they're, they're going to stay with the same version, mm-hmm. but they're going to accept the ads. But, but be- you know why? Because like, how much would you pay for, I, I had this conversation with somebody yesterday. I w- if they raised their rates to 500 bucks today, I would pay it. For Prime? For Prime. As a service? Oh, absolutely. Because you, like, you think it's worth 1500 Yeah, yeah. Okay. It, it's worth so, like, you get fast shipping, you get TV, you get, like, there's so music, many add-ons oh yeah. to music. music yeah. Like, so much stuff that they've layered into it where, like, now they, they, can, they can actually tighten the wrench on it and say, okay, well, you're going to pay more or you're going to add on ways that we can make mm-hmm. money on it, right? Yeah. Yeah, very cool. So. Hey, 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 Tim Lyons here. Look, I know running a gym day in and day out can be a challenge. It's often hectic and stressful, but remember, you are not alone. And if you ever feel weighed down by the pressure and you're searching for a lifeline, we've got just the thing. I would love to invite you to our eight-week ProFit Business Accelerator program at winninggym.com slash grow. Listen, it's designed to give you tangible results. It transforms your struggle into sustainable growth, and it is a game changer for so many gym owners out there. Again, that's winninggym.com slash grow. Check it out, and let's turn those day-to-day challenges into triumphs. All right, now let's get back to the show. All right, last thing we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about churn, because you, you, you have a passion of churn. Like This is like something you study, not only for push press, because you want to keep your churn low there, but also in gyms. Like So... You've gotten you do you do whole talks on churn and mm-hmm. how to how to get clients coming to the gym and, and reducing the churn. So so give us a give us your five minute view on on churn and how to solve that problem because that's massive. Yeah, I mean again it goes yeah. back to customer obsession and I and I do think a lot of gym owners get so caught up in the day to day operations and the fires that are going on and the whatever things are going on that they lose sight of their or the shiny objects that are the pass the fee things that are coming up where they're just, I mean, dude, if you spend an hour even thinking about pass the fee, it's an hour you're not spending on your customers. And to me, that's like the point, you know? So like it's, it's all about customer obsession and churn will naturally come down if your customers truly feel like you care about them. Okay. Right. So, and there, there's some hacks that I figured out, like that I profess that you should do. So obviously getting people to come to gym, easy one. And, and a lot of things in business are simpler than we make them. If you literally just went to all your members and say like, see tomorrow, see tomorrow, like more people show up. Like they feel like you want them to come to the gym, they come to the gym, right? It's just, I brought, I said, I'll be there. I said, I'd be there. It's an obligation. I said, I'd see you tomorrow. And if I don't, that's on me. Yeah. Yeah, Like, I mean, how dumb, how dumbly simple is that? Right. So it's like, yeah, just walk the floor. Give us like five more of those. (laughs) Okay. So here's, here's another one that I found. 
Um, and I've actually built a, like, a, I'm a, I'm a coder, so you can't, like, I can't stop coding sometimes. And like last Christmas break, my family came in. I was like, went to Starbucks cause I needed to get away for a bit, coded some stuff. So I built, I built a system called, I call Jim happy. Oh, okay. And all it does is like when someone checks in, it randomly picks some people and it's like, Hey, this is coach. It uses, actually uses a, I wanted to f- mess with AI. So it uses AI to like formulate the, you know, the, the thing unique. And it's like, Hey Tim, this is Dan. Mm. Um, hope you like my class. Can you like, leave me a, leave me a rating. So I know, you know, how oh, it went. Yeah. Right. And then, so what I found is when people actually express that they're happy, they don't churn, right? Like, Oh wow. Magic. Right. Like if, if you can actually make someone say like, Hey, I love this gym. I love this coach. They've admitted it. They've, they've yeah. put it in the universe. They've said it to themselves. They, it's in concrete now. Jim happy. Yeah. Well done. So that's another one. Just like that's ask bu- that's people. That's built into the push press software. Yeah. It's, it's part of, it's like an add on to it's like, plug-in. yeah, okay. it's, it's some other thing. But like the hack is this, like you can just walk around the gym, same thing. Hey, tell me what you love about the gym. Mm, going that way. You know okay. what I mean? Cause like, as long as they're telling you what they love, like they're cementing to themselves that they love they the love gym. It. Right? Okay. And uh, I like how it's seated in a positive frame. Yeah. <clears throat> you almost kind of, you're not asking them, Hey, so what about today sucked? Yeah. You what, know what, what I mean? Pro- <laughs> you're, like, you're, you're not you, getting you, them to think about all the problems. You're, you're encouraging them to go, okay, what do I really enjoy about this? What have we gotten? What have we done for you? Yeah. What have you gotten here? Right? Like I think on another conversation, you should say, what could we improve? Absolutely. Yeah. Right. But you act, you want to make sure you're literally making them say, Oh dude, I wasn't able to do a 24 inch box jump when I got here and now I can. And I feel so much fitter and my kids love playing with me. Like oh, who would quit cool. at that point, right? Well, I'll tell you who would quit. Uh, a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> but, well, here, here's the scoop. Um, yeah, I totally agree with all of that, you know, but I also think at some point, if you don't fit into the consumer's day, if it's a, mm-hmm. if it's a burden, if, if you have a transactional style gym, as soon as it doesn't work out for them, they're gone. And, and it sucks because you could have a raving fan. Like we, we've just literally had three clients cancel that I'm asking Zach, like what? We just saw them last week and we've decided that we did everything we could. And they, and they say, we love you. And they gave us five star reviews, but I'm going to try this now. And, it's, and we're like, well, that's very transactional. There were, if it didn't fit into their day today, yeah. they're gone. Yeah. So there, yeah, there's many angles to churn. And I do think, um, I don't, I haven't come up with a term for this yet, but one like, so our biggest gym is in Kansas, in the Kansas suburbs. Okay. You wouldn't think it would be, but what they've done is they basically kind of built six different fitness modalities into one. There's yoga, CrossFit. I've seen these models. Yeah. Yeah. And so I asked him, I'm like, why, like, tell me about what's going on here. And he's like, oh, they just turn from one thing to the other. Instead of leaving my gym. They move into the next solution. Yeah. So that's, their, that's, that's, well, that's not really an ascension ladder. It's almost like uh, laterally. So you know, lateral. I think, I think there's a big, and, and maybe class pass seated this in people, but there's a big swath of people who are like, oh, I'm going to do orange for three, for three months. I'm going to rock climb yeah. for three months. I'm going to go, like they dabble. Tons of those people, you yeah, know, for sure. Yeah. And we want them to stay with us forever. But like, if we're being honest, people get bored. And the other thing is, if you get results for somebody, you would think that they would stay with you for a lifetime. Their pain's gone and they're moving on to the next thing. So is, is the better you are, yeah. it also affects you negatively. It's but like they'll you, come back if you're solving their problems. I agree. Yeah, and yeah, I, I think there's some way you can seed it. Like one, one thing I've been trying to tell gym owners is like, hey, uh, fitness is a lifestyle. You come, like for, you come to my gym three times a week and you go do rock climbing 
two or three times a week. Do yeah. both, right? Sure. You don't have to do one or the other because I help you get stronger. You can you can climb higher better. and a better, yeah. right? Yeah. Or whatever it is, ski, snowboard, whatever. Like you should be using your fitness. And if, if some people think it's, I have to do one or the other, you know? Well, budgetary maybe, but yeah, I agree. It's like, if, you, if you're doing this, you can't do that. We have clients that, I mean, golly, they, they all have Pelotons. They still do. And they have treadmills at home. They come here and strength train. They go there, they do yoga. Mm-hmm. They golf half the day, you know, especially out here. They're golfing all day. So I, I don't know. I can't be, we can't be the only place that, I mean, just think that we're going to be the only yeah. place they go to. So. Some level of churn is, is acceptable and, yeah. and okay. And well, let's talk about those numbers. Like what, what are you seeing on average? I know you don't have in front of you, like what's the I know average churn? <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. So average churn is like, we'll just call it 9%, 8.7 to 9%. Define churn. Let's define that. Okay. So if in our system, a churn would be a monthly recurring member yep. who is on a, like a, a recurring right. payment who quits the next, who, who cancels their payment the next month. And so that 8% is a month over or 9% is a month over. Month over month. Month over month over month over month. So you're losing 9% of your day, of your base yeah. every month. So, you know, if you, if you, I guess did the math on that, cause I, it's a rule of 72. So why, you know, six, seven, seven months, no, eight months roughly would be a hundred percent turnover yeah. of, of your whole business, of your whole business. Well, I mean, Which to me is mind blowing. Like that's crazy. And the other half of the, the coin is you have to, you have to earn nine new clients at least every month for, for a hundred state even for hundred yeah, members. Yeah. members. Okay. Yeah. So, so yeah, yeah, that's the, for every hundred. So the 9%, um, I guess the next question would be is if you took, I don't know, what's the average gym having member number? Like, uh, so this one varies so wildly again, cause we have free for, f- so if you're like at a 15, 16,000, uh, it's probably about 80. For in in the in the cross world members. that we look okay. at, okay, yeah. And so they're losing what nine nine times nine eight. nine members a month. Yeah, nine or eight seven point two. Yeah, I can't do math on God. math in public. Don't do Did it. Did he just get one? Don't do it on a podcast live. Yeah. That's a <laughs> math in public. We always do it. We do it to ourselves all the hey, time. We're, just, we're like doing the calculations and all right. Hold on, let me just get the <laughs> like we just said nine was a hundred and I'm like nine. Yeah. <laughs> seven point two. It's twenty percent less. So so they're having to replace seven members a month. So are you seeing? Do you know what the new signups per month? That is? I don't know off the top of my head. Okay, but I do know a powerful way. Like I learned from another. Maybe you guys do this too. Another um, you know uh, coaching platform. Sure. Is they think in terms of plus minus. So if you start negative seven, yeah. let's call it, then you know you have to hit seven to be zero, right? Essentially a delta. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. So you think of delta. So their 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 thing is like as they're working with clients, they're like, uh, we're going for plus two or plus five, depending on the month and you know like what what they're doing. Yep. Oh shoot, it's a plus seven month. We need we got to run some ads. You know, like we got to do some stuff here. You mean it's a minus seven month? Well, no, no. If their if their goal is to be a plus seven which means they got to go 14, right? Oh, gotcha. So they think in terms of like, it's always, it's not in terms of um, anything except you're going to be a plus X this month. And oh. that way it frames them to be like, okay, I need to get five, pe- five people on top of the seven I'm losing. Yep. To, and I got start it. in the hole, right? Yeah. So that, well, it's pretty much the same thing we, we, we discussed. Yeah. Uh, what, what an easy, what an easy industry we're in. Jeez <laughs> Louise. You know what I mean? That, that, but that's the crazy thing is like every human being on earth needs fitness. Like this should be easier than it is. And mm-hmm. that, that's the hard thing for me to, to swallow. Well, here's, here's all you need to know. Fitness is n- people don't want what we're selling. They they're, they're in love with the romantic idea of being in shape. Mm. they don't want the product that gets them there because there's, there's work involved. There's soreness involved. There's delayed gratification involved. There's discipline involved. 
How do you feel about, like, I feel, maybe this is my echo chamber, but on my social medias, I feel like there's this huge push towards, like, do difficult things, you know, be in discomfort, right? Like, all these concepts. Oh, yeah. I, that's definitely, a, like, a hot topic as of the last, I don't know, Cold two plunges. years, three years. Yeah. It's building resiliency mm -hmm. and, and being able to overcome. Do you think the general public is seeing this, or is it in our social media echo <sighs> I chambers? I sure hope so. That would be amazing, because then... To be more willing to That's try. That's the first hard. step, right? Well, we'll know when we we see that. What's what's the global number? Eighty four percent of the nations have never had a gym membership. It's twenty now. It's gone up. It's gone up. Yep. As Ursa's numbers have say twenty percent of Americans belong to a fitness. So now up to eighty percent. Yeah, it grew from sixteen. So that's good. That's good. That would speak to. We cur that. currently have a gym membership. Yep. Okay. Have ever, I think it is. But it also means eighty percent don't. That's crazy. Isn't that that's mind blowing? Hundred percent of my what friends we do, have, what we provide, have a and that that includes like a ten dollar ten dollar Planet Fitness membership too, yeah. right? Like eighty yep. percent of people don't even spend ten bucks a month. Correct. Maybe that's and that shit. that could be. I mean, hell, we've seen that, that over the last few years, and if that number has changed, it could be just the fact that we they've lowered the threshold for fitness to nine ninety nine for a gym membership, right? So maybe that much more people have been exposed. Yeah, to, to uh, you know what we provide, and what we offer, but, but, it, but it also means eighty percent of the public is not working out. They're <clears> not into fitness. They're just living life. It's opportunity. Yeah, yeah. We see it the other way Indeed. around. Yeah, like there, there's a big market out there. I mean, maybe hopefully people are seeing the do hard stuff, stuff. That's what I would <laughs> hope. That's what yeah. I would hope. And they would they would lean into fitness as one of those hard things to do. I'm yeah. in. Yeah. Count me in on that deal. Let's put some more social medias out there. Awesome, Dan. Yes, all the social medias. <laughs> well, Dan, thanks for, for flying in specifically for this podcast. Yeah. And now you're heading home right now. <laughs> uh, it was great having you. It was just, it's great to get a different insight and another view. We, we probably do 50 to one where we have a guest. Like, it'll just be me and him. So having a guest is awesome. It's oh, a good cool. change of pace. Yeah, our, 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 I guess, model is just me and him. Yeah. Yeah, but we do have that third mic for a reason. So there you go. You get, you get, get, get You're to use it. You're getting ROI on this third mic and camera here. Yes, awesome. Well, well, thanks for joining us, man. Thank you. It was fun. All right. Yeah, that, all right, that's it for this episode, guys. Until next time, keep changing lives. We'll see you on the next show. Bye. All right, and thank you for listening to that episode of the Built to Grow podcast where we help gym owners win. Now, do you want to connect with me and other gym owners online? All you need to do is join our private Facebook group, Business Talk with Fitness Professionals. Just head on over to Facebook and type in Business Talk with Fitness Professionals. And when you do, we're going to give you our 10 marketing strategies seven-figure gym owners use to win. I look forward to seeing you in the next episode. Until then, keep building something great.